Hey squad, welcome to the Virtus Performance Podcast. Uh, yet another another week of laughter and joy and fun and excitement and scary stuff and conversation. Uh, today's episode is a little bit different. Uh, both of the guests have been on before. Uh, we have Daniel Atchison and Simon Cooper. Today's Today's chat was just kind of a dive into how everything's been going. Uh, we spoke about perspective a lot. We spoke about karma. Buddhism came up a little bit. Uh, we spoke about challenges and, and communication and and kind of the the drive to understand yourself a little bit better and have that self-love but also move towards a place of loving others and, and caring for others and helping, I guess, cultivate environments and communities that can grow and, and talk to each other and and figure out all this stuff that we are, are trying to figure out so so yeah i hope you I hope you guys enjoy the next hour or so because i certainly enjoyed having the conversation uh if you if you have been enjoying it if you have been uh loving the episodes that you've been listening to please share subscribe do all that fun stuff if you could leave a review that would be uh absolutely exceptional um if if we get a couple of reviews a week, I don't care if it's the same person, just say the same thing. Um, make sure they're five stars too. If you want to leave a shit review, don't leave a shit review. If you want to leave a good review, you can leave a good review. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's what I need with the reviews. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. Cheers to you all. My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus Podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Mr. Simon Cooper, we're back. Lachlan. It's good to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you too. Question for you. Go. What's your word for the moment? Word for the moment. There's so many words. <laughs> Presence. Elaborate. So, I've been thinking a lot about mindfulness. Yep. And I think a big part of that is being present. And I think to be mindful, all you need to do is just to be uh, mindful of your present moment, be present in where you are, what you're doing, and just finding that sort of stillness. Do you think uh, (coughs) presence and mindfulness and stuff can be like overvalued sometimes? Definitely. I think people overthink it. Yeah. I think it's not as hard as you think it is. Yeah, true. But I also think that it's important to, if we, if we want to be present, that's great. But sometimes we need to be omnipresent. I don't know what that means. It's a cool word. We need, we need to look like, we need to look forward to the future and plan as well. And we also need to look back at the past. And we can't just live in the present moment all the time because then we won't get any shit done. I think where presence and mindfulness has its value is when we are thinking too much about the future and the, and the past and being overwhelmed by all that. Yeah. And feeling the stress of that. Uh, I think it's a, like a strategy or a tactic to overcome that monkey brain. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Speaking of monkey brains, <laughs> Daniel, how are you, mate? This guy. I'm very well. I um, struggled with my presence here. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's Turns your... out that when you live in the mountains for 10 months of the year, you forget that driving anywhere at 8.30 in the morning takes six times as long. True. Um, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of kids getting dropped off at school at the moment. What's your word for the moment? My word for the moment... Curveball. Curveball. Um, relaxing. Nice. Relaxing. Good. Let's go with that because I'm attempting to do that. I'm just yeah. getting bored, but... <laughs> it's a fine line. It was meant to be relaxing, yes. You're in a bit of a, an interesting part of your, your year at the moment. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not your standard kind of year setup, I suppose. That's why it gets weird. Mm. For for those listening at home, for those playing at home, you are uh, you would have met Daniel if you listened to episode the one that Daniel was on. <laughs> uh, Thirty two. Lives. It was, it was a, <laughs> lives a little bit of a different life to uh to most of us. Travels and follows the snow. What's it What's it like being home for a month? Uh, different, different to what I imagined it would be. Yeah. Yeah. After six months of quite a long and stressful season for all of us that live up there and and do the do that gig, you get to the end and sort of feel as though a big, big long break would be amazing, and I. Sort of, I looked at Bryony and I said, I want to spend a few weeks just doing absolutely nothing. I just want to chill out, relax. And she's like, oh, I might get a little bit of work. And I'm like, you crazy. <laughs> and I've been here for a week and I'm, I'm a little a little bored out of my brains already. <laughs> Kevin Fee. Yeah. I tell myself that it's going to feel different. But um, no, I think coming back, I have this idea that everyone else is going to want to have a break and some time, but everyone else is just living the regular, yeah, normal grind. And I mean, I've just come from my grind, which just happens to be in a different place with a, a different group of people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to find a little bit of, well, it's funny that I say this because this is what we spoke about last time, but I feel a little meaningless and a little bit without purpose when I'm just sitting here doing nothing and everyone else is rolling around doing their thing. Yeah. But at the same time, want to relax you know I want to spend four weeks in full on mode go 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 because yep. it's only a month before we fly back to Japan and start it all over again do you think it's a dangerous mindset like living that whole season of going I'm just I can't wait to have that month off or is that has that been your mindset or you know I know like chatting to you has, yeah has I suppose I suppose it depends on how things are going at particular times throughout the season or throughout time I try to avoid that that mindset of oh I can't wait for the end of the season because I think if you're at that point you've really got to question whether or not you're doing the right thing yeah because it it just becomes a matter of you just ticking along doing it because it's what you feel like you should be doing as opposed to what you want to be doing um I'm it's actually I've got to a point in doing seasons now where it's a little bit different for me to what it used to be as for what it is for a lot of people in that I spend between six and seven months working the Australian winter season, have three, four weeks gap, and then I fly to Japan and repeat, and I do the same at the end of the Japanese season. That's not the same for everyone. A lot of people will only work three months in Australia and maybe three months in Japan. So they've got got six months as well in the year. Or a lot of people just won't do both. They'll just do one and only spend three months doing it then. And I actually had an interesting conversation with my my boss, Beck, who's also a really, really big mentor of mine. And, and she reminded me that it's okay to be in the, I guess, the space that I, that I was getting towards the end of the season, just because of the weird dynamic that... that that you have by bouncing back and forth and back and forth and not having much time in between. There's a yeah. lot of us that do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that everyone would have their challenges in their own way, but it's at the end of the season, like for me, for example, I haven't a hundred percent known what my, my job's going to look like when I get to Japan. I didn't have my flights booked. I didn't have, um, a lot of things fully organized. Um, and you literally, you're locking in the next phase of your life if you're lucky, months. Yeah, as the next most month, as likely month weeks yeah. in advance, and that just keeps repeating. Yeah. And I guess that sort of sometimes it brings out the inside me that uh, that wish or that hope for which I can have at any point. It, that's the the funny part about it: a, a backyard, a garden, a regular place, and a regular group of people around me, yeah. uh, consistent. Which I think. Hopefully, I'll, I'll love even more again when I get it back again. Mm. I think that would be super challenging, like, living sort of uh, those six, six months at a time and then you sort of upend and move halfway around the world to live six months somewhere else. Mm. And you're sort of doing that, even though you're consistently doing it, like you've done it for how, how many years now? The last, like... Mm. Um, it's like seven years. 
Yeah. Coming up to seven years. Yeah. So it's a big chunk of your life. Yeah. yeah. But there's still that sort of instability between you not know what's next. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, there's a lot of people within each of those communities that are in the same position as well, yeah. but they're also in different positions. Yeah. So a big chunk of the people may, it may only be their first or their second season. They might only be doing it for a short amount of time or they, they might be just going back to the regular normal world that they lived in back in Australia after Japan or whatever. Yeah. Um, so their, their experience and the things that they're feeling along the way are completely different to what you've got going on. Yeah. But you're living under the same umbrella as them. Um, I guess it's like anything like when you're in a you know you're in a workplace and yeah. when you're at work everyone feels like on an even f- footing so you treat everyone the same and everyone you assume the same but you realise everyone's at different stages someone's a yeah. mum that has three kids at home that has a whole lot of stuff going on someone's you know mm-hmm. got a sick brother or a, you know all these different things and you've I don't know everyone's got different things going on yeah um, well I think I kind of look at it, I was thinking about it the other day Talk after I was talking to Cooper about uni, and it's kind of like your your finish up when you finish up uni, you like have that period of time where you're like, okay, fuck, what's next? It's almost like you live that every six months. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. pretty hectic. It's an interesting phase where you're just looking forward to them, not you're looking ahead to the yeah. next thing, uh, and there's kind of that. Um, element of the unknown you don't know what is next uh yes do you do you have tools or little things that you do to help you come back to being like coop spoke spoke about the start like being present and being a little bit more mindful about how you're thinking and where your mindset's at probably not enough probably not enough yeah um have you tried like is there stuff you've tried and hasn't worked and talking to to friends in similar situations yeah. i think i found definitely helps a lot yeah but again those conversations are dependent on the people that you hopefully can talk to and what they've got going on and that their outlook you know you if a friend's struggling with the concept and i'm struggling with the concept and they come to me hoping that i'm going to be able to <laughs> give them some light yeah i might only have you know negative things to give them like oh why are we doing this like this is silly <laughs> Um, you know, we're not doing anything good for ourselves or, you know, and then the next week I might be like, actually, we're living in a beautiful place. Our backyard's amazing. We get to do what we love all the time Yeah, and still earn a, earn a keep and put a roof over our head. And, um, so, but I will admit probably could do with a little bit more, but yeah. I, I guess I, I guess I blame it. I put it down to it. It's just you just accept that's the way that it is while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, it's a stressful environment. It's a stressful way of being. Yeah. Well, I mean, life is in general, but it's just a, it's just a, another level of weirdness and <laughs> well, that, just, that mountain environment. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to compare well, you it to. You kind of like, even though you have um, ways to connect, you're kind of separated from the world in, in certain aspects because um, obviously most people use that as a holiday destination or as a or as, as an escape mm. but there escapes your kind of reality like day in day out and you know it's really easy to like we do the same thing when we go on holiday somewhere mm. like if you went over to like a little island off the coast of Cambodia or something like you the, all these people live there and that's their that's their normal yeah. and you're going in and, and trying to escape for lack of a better term from, yeah. from your normal which is which is really interesting when I, when I went to Bali, that's a great point because I went over in July with Sally Ann and uh, we had this cab driver and I remember this. He he asked, he was asking us about our holiday and like how often we get away from home and all this sort of thing. And we asked him, like, where, like when do you get a holiday? What, what, where do you go for your holidays? And he responded that this is his life and he doesn't, feel like he needs a holiday so like he doesn't this is just what he does he doesn't go away he works he spends time with his family there's no sort of he doesn't need to escape <laughs> from his life he's just happy and grateful for what he has yeah. and I think it's it's an interesting like construct that we have in, in our 
society that in you Australia. Need, need to escape. Yeah, we yeah. need to have like four <clears throat> weeks holiday per year. Oh, I need a holiday. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. I like to think that I don't need a holiday, but wanting to explore the world and wanting to do cool shit mm. and wanting to and like some that some weeks I'm like fuck, I need a holiday, but I always, like always come back around and feel like very grateful for the life I get to live. Um, you know, I think we live basically at a holiday destination like the peninsula for a lot of people is a holiday destination yep. at the end of the year so whether it's on the mountain or whether it's down in, in front of the beaches of the peninsula like it, it just takes a slight shift in perspective to be able to enjoy it for what it is uh, and one, one of the things that's really helped me enjoy it is um, meditation lately so I've, I set myself the target of making sure I meditated every day when I went away earlier in the year and I did that and then kind of fell off the bandwagon for a couple of months and, and it's probably the last six to eight weeks I've jumped back on it and I've been hitting you know 20 to 30 minutes a day consistently and it's forced me because I don't like just meditating like in my office or <clears throat> or in, in the gym or whatever I'll go outside and, and sit next to a tree or um, lay in the grass or you know walk and meditate or, or whatever and it's made me enjoy the environment around us significantly more. Mm. Um, I took Dan to one of the little spots I go fairly regularly at the beach the other day. Um, and it's just like, the sun was out, water was flat. It's just, yeah, we live here. And it's, it's, a, it's an easy thing to forget sometimes. It's funny that all the examples you just gave then of where you go to like, disconnect and spend time being mindful is in nature mm. and you are just spending time in your in the natural environment and being appreciative of it's funny how you use the word disconnect because I look at meditation as a way to connect interesting even though I'm like getting out of the bubble like I'm getting out of the bubble like my bubble and connecting with nature or connecting mm. with myself um, and just letting my brain kind of just do its thing uh-huh. without any expectation or intention my expectation is I'll feel better afterwards and sometimes I do sometimes I don't but I look at it as a way to connect yeah mm. I was I was just about to ask you to explain to me how you go about meditating because it sounds like I could do with it I stop um, <laughs> but just through what you just said it, it occurred to me that it's a big part of what I already do anyway yeah <laughs> Yeah, especially yeah. When I'm when I'm in the mountains, one of my favorite things to do, and I feel amazing the moment that I step out is 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 leaving the resort and going touring a backcountry. Yeah, and just just sort of like going away. The moment that I can't hear the chairlifts <laughs> or hear crowds. That's cool. Um, and I'm just I can't see anyone. It just it feels completely different. And if I'm with people, I'll, I'll literally look at them and be like, how good does that feel? <laughs> Can you hear that? Yeah. Because normally those people that I'd be with, are, you know, they're on the same page. and Yeah. Uh, awesome. Or they haven't experienced it before. And that's really, really cool when I get to take friends or people. I mean, we did it yeah. when we were in Japan last mm. year. Probably thought you were going to die for a moment in that powder. but <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, was, it was deep, but we got there. And... Like that was a moment. Um, I, I talked about it in an earlier podcast. It was like one of my moments of the year was like boarding back down with Bryony after, mm. um, of just like this sense of accomplishment and like excitement and the fact that I'd done something that I didn't think I'd be able to do five days earlier. Yeah. Um, and then I think it might have been the day before that when the four of us were riding through the top trees and it was snow was coming down and we're all like crossing over and smiling and laughing and, and it was just like the perfect moment. Like I, I remember how I felt in that moment and, and I think, like I remember that as one of the most mindful moments I've had this year um, because I was just being and I was just within. Um, this year does not feel like this year. Yeah, it was fair, <laughs> man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like it's great. One of the things I was reading the other day was how much we can actually accomplish in a year. Mm. Um, and I look back and and I've like travelled to eight new countries. I've had all these new experiences. Like I've done that in Japan. I've been to Machu Picchu. I've 
like seen Iguazu Falls, been to Patagonia, you know, we've grown the business, we've done all these, like played a year, like a year of footy and there's so many different things that we can actually accomplish in a year. I think it's really important to be able to stop and look back and kind of go, wow, that was, that was pretty bloody cool. Um, and I think so many people feel like the days are just passing day in, day out. But when you really stop and go, okay, what's, what's actually happened, you realize, holy shit, I've actually done a fair bit and I've accomplished a fair bit and I've connected with new people and met, made new friends and, and things like that. Um, I, I was reading an article the other day and there were four questions in it. And I'll run through them quickly, but it's basically about how much your life can change in 90 days. And the four questions was... First one was looking back over the last quarter, what are the things that made you the proudest about what you have achieved? So you kind of write down the things you've accomplished and what you're proud of. So they suggested spending two minutes on each of these questions. Second one was when you look at everything that's going on today, which areas of focus and progress are making you the most confident? So like it's about being in the now. And then it was around, okay, looking ahead at the next quarter, what are the things giving you the greatest sense of excitement? So okay, what am I looking forward to? And then it was like, what are the five new jumps, the five things that you can achieve in the next 90 days that no matter what else happens will make you feel like it's been successful? And, you know, like I'm the kind of person that looks for progress and growth and stuff like that. And I, I can look back at, I can look, well, I can stop and be in a sheer headspace and go, well, fuck, I haven't really done much in the last 90 days. But then if I actually write it down and, and look at it, I went, okay, stuff happened. We did some cool things. Um, like yeah. even heading up to Hotham for a couple of days a few weeks ago, I could have not done that. <laughs> so many of those little things that we, little decisions we make to either stay home and live a regular weekend or go and do something extraordinary. It's funny that like that whole stay home and live an ordinary weekend, one of the biggest and best parts for me of, I guess, coming home yeah. is just going and sitting on the couch with my mum and my brother. Yeah. And so I look forward to that so much in the next few weeks. Yeah. Mm. It's not glamorous. Yeah. It's not, you know, like thrill-seeking and things like that. Yeah. Um, but it really, really means a lot. I think mm. that that gets overlooked. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. When everyone else is doing all these wonderful and beautiful things and posting all these fantastic photos on mm. Instagram about the glorious places they are, which has its own merit, absolutely. Yeah. That was um, part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think you could go a long time and go, oh, hang on. I didn't, I haven't, I haven't like appreciated those, those little mm. things. Mm. Um, I think it depends on like the, the phase or stage of life that you're in as well. The season. I was going to say season. <laughs> I can see you twitching. Yeah. Uh, like for you, Dan, you're in a you're in a season where you are appreciative of all the small things, mm-hmm. and you're not seeking grand adventures, and where you're just you have gratitude for spending time with your family and like building those connections again, where someone else may be in a season of of expansion and growth where they want where they're chasing down things and mm-hmm. where they're they're seeking these new experiences and they're gonna be doing a whole lot. Like they're gonna be busy doing things and that will be part of their um, like inspection of what they've done and what they've achieved. But that's not to say that it's any less good than what you've set you sought. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely there's no right answer right no it's and that doesn't mean that just because your list is a little bit small and someone else's list doesn't mean that it's any less meaningful yep I think well I think that kind of comes down to being um, we talk about being critical of everything but being less critical yeah. of what other people are doing of what you're doing yourself uh-huh. um, and just accepting that Whatever someone else might be doing, um, it mightn't seem glorious or it might seem over the top, whatever. That's what they feel like they need to be doing at that particular point in time. Yeah. And the same applies for you. So that's it. Everyone's to on a compare different that, like yeah. if I compare what I've got going on right now to what you got going on, so, so, so different. Yeah. That, um, that's, that's it. Like comparison. Why even compare yourself to someone else? Because they're in a completely 
because we're different cause we're taught to compare ourselves to each other. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I spent twelve years comparing myself to a school full of people, didn't I? Yeah. Well, let's. I don't know. That's a big rabbit hole. To it, is, it is. It is. It is. The, the, the <laughs> but I think that right? I think that like we're bred to you know to compare, but we need to step away from that and go. Well, hang on. Let's not compare. Let's just. Oh, that's awesome what you're doing. And yeah. I should be feel awesome about what I'm doing. And it's yeah. kind of where it needs to end. Well, where does that like? So obviously we know we don't want to compare, but it's really easy to. So where does that understanding of I'm on my own path, this is what I should be doing or this is what I should be looking at or whatever, how do you figure out that that's your path and you're not just chasing someone else? Like is it just introspection? Is it you know trying to understand yourself a little bit, a little bit better? It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> really hard. Um, I think it comes down to like having a vision of the person that you want to be and yep. what you want to achieve. Yeah. And then... The lifestyle you want to live. The lifestyle you want to live and then taking these steps to realise that vision and understanding that everyone has their own individual vision and it's going to be completely different to yours. Yeah. So, like, you can control the things in your life that's controllable the rest is outside of your control so why bother stressing over that yeah um and understanding that everyone has their own perspective on their vision as well yeah. I think like they'll they'll tell you what their best self looks like and yeah. it'll be different to what you perceive that best self to well, be this is that make sense yeah, this this came up. I can't remember. If it was a book. It might have been a book I was reading. It was it was about that. <clears throat> you're the only person that sees you the way you see you. <laughs> so like the, the version of who you are. So yeah. the version like the version Coop has of me in his head is different to my version of me. Yeah. And same with Dan and and everyone. So every individual person thinks about you slightly differently, and. I think it's really important for us to have our own uh, identity within ourselves before, like not that we should worry at all, but before we worry about what everyone else thinks of us because, you know, that's going to determine who we are on a deeper level. Um, I, wrote, I wrote a thing the other day about no one knows your story. Or no, no one knows anyone's story but their own. So, you you know, we can I can spend six hours a day with Coop for... 10 weeks but there's still 75% of his life that I'm not spending with him um, unless we hung out a lot more okay with it yeah cool <laughs> so I, just think, I just think it's a really interesting one because like we have our perceptions of what other people think of us but we're never really going to know mm-hmm. on a really deep level like we can understand people will respect us and appreciate us and love us and, and things like that but yeah. if it doesn't come from ourself first then it's kind of meaningless point mm. that's really really hard to wrap your head around it's, <laughs> something, it's something that I've it's something that I've kind of like tossed over in my head a lot more than I used to uh, mm. recently as a way of sort of like thinking about the way that people behave and act and how you behave and act and how it's mm. it's all based on your perception of your reality and that's completely different to the person next door to you yeah. and how that influences to do things and it's oh, that, that really big one of and I've got I've got some people around me at the moment that really help that are helping me understand this in a big way um, that not into if you if you let's say you see a friend that's going down a path that you think is out of character for them or is not healthy for them or at what point do you try to help them with that you know mm-hmm. to what degree do you do you go hey like are you good? Like, yeah. is it enough to just ask, are, are you okay? Are you going okay? Um, or, do, you know, do you need to grab by the scruff of the neck and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, where does that line cross? Because yeah. we're all adults and we're all responsibility <coughs> responsible for what we're going to do. And if someone gets in your face and shakes you yeah. and you change your behavior because of that, is that, you know, yeah, are you really changing your behavior for the right reasons? And yeah. It's or are you doing it because someone thinks you should? Yeah, and and or is it is it that person's perspective that's that's wrong? Like that that person's got it wrong. It's it's so hard. Yeah, because how, how do you get clarity on that? Who do you 
Yeah, because the more I learn about, the more I read and learn about psychology, the more you start to realise that what people see in other people is the things that they see in themselves. So whether it's something they like or don't like, yeah, they kind of project what they're feeling on you. So you know, someone's kind of worried about what you're doing, then maybe it's something within their own life. And then I don't know. I think it's just a matter of asking <clears throat> if someone's struggling, and you know, it's not, are you okay? It's it's you know, what's going on? Or it's like asking the question that allows them to open up and talk about it and then having that relationship and that care for that person so that they know they can kind of open up and talk to you. Um, and I think if you're open and vulnerable about who you are and what you're kind of doing, then people, yeah. it, it, it attracts people to feel comfortable to ask you for help. Um, yeah. I definitely think it, as a society, we don't ask for help enough, um, like as individuals, <clears throat> and you know that can be people around us or um, or professionals or whatever. Uh, like I'm the Sava, I'm seeing a psych for the first time, um, and I I was kind of I was chatting to a couple of people about it, and there's kind of still that little stigma around around doing it, yeah. around talking to people that like professionals, um, and you know I'm doing it as a bit of a way to learn a little bit more about myself and what's going on in my head and what's working and what's not and how I can understand me a little bit better Yeah. because I think that'll help with every area of my life and I thought it would be cool <clears throat> to do it from a place of uh, someone that doesn't know me from a bar of soap because yeah. um, it's really easy to have similar conversations with the people we spend a lot of time with but like this is something that's super out of my comfort zone <clears throat> and you know it makes me nervous but it's also exciting um, to see kind of what comes of it if anything and I think we don't need to wait till something's going wrong to have those conversations nothing might like there might not be anything that necessarily comes from it but yeah. just the process of telling your small story or whatever's running around your head to a different person mm definitely found the benefit of it hugely and someone asking different questions as well like the people you surround yourself with you sort of can anticipate the questions that they're going to ask yeah yeah so having someone that you can go to that's going to ask the unknown like you don't know what they're going to ask you yeah. and you don't know what sort of what things they'll pick out of your story and what they might want to dive deep on. And you might not, you might not have dove, dove, divin, dove deep on that before. Like, dived it. Dived it. You might not have sort of gone down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And been able to articulate exactly what that hole, what that rabbit hole looks like. Yeah. And uh, it just gives you another piece of string to tug on. Yeah. Making that, I guess, it's it's all it's so much harder to go. Well, yeah, actually, I'm gonna have that chat to that person and try to understand my head a little bit better because I'm a little bit confused. Mm. To everyone else around me, I look like I've got it all going on, but <laughs> my mind's just playing stupid things yeah. at the moment. But 100%. it's easy to just be like, oh, like everyone's just telling me that I'm killing it and going really well, so like I'll just go move on with it. But like making that step to just have a chat to someone, it's bloody hard. Like mm. I don't know. There's there's different avenues like. Like, you know, it's a really good thing. We're constantly told about Lifeline and these different, you know, Beyond Blue and all these different things. But yeah. I guess I, I feel like the stigma around that is like you're in a, in a really, really bad place. Mm. Um, but for example, like the company that I work up work for, and I, I would imagine that there's a lot around, um, we have an employment uh, employee assistance program. And that's literally no questions asked, anonymous. The company yeah. doesn't even know about it. Um, you just ring your phone number. And you can talk to them. And it's about anything. It literally can be like, I've got no money and I don't know how the hell to manage it and it's making me anxious out of my brains mm. and they put you in touch with someone that can help you through that. That's um, Versus like, how hard is it to open up a yellow pages, you know, obviously Google now, and, and go <laughs> financial support, this, that, you know, yeah. that you're, not, you're just not going to do that. Um, yeah. Well, I think like as far as we are so flush with resources for any problem that you kind of have um, but it's the hard I think that the more difficult thing is identifying what that problem is yep. and, and getting yourself out of your head and 
figuring out, okay, what what's my actual problem and how can I find out a way to help with it? So if it is finances, you know, it doesn't take much to to jump on Google and, and start chasing some financial advice. Um, you know, Barefoot Investor has been a book that's kind of been thrown around um, a, a fair bit over the last couple of years and, and a lot of people that I know have been able to save for a house by following those those steps. Mm. So, you know, I think it's really easy <clears throat> to not do anything about it, but it's also easy to jump on Google or grab a book and start teaching yourself and start mm. learning. I think it's breaking down those barriers to entry, like mm. making things easy to look up. Like that that system at your work is amazing because yeah. All you need to do is pick up the phone and make and dial the number. Yeah. yeah. And it's anonymous. So yeah. it's not as if there's any sort of uh, there's not gonna be any expectation or there's not gonna be any sort of what's what am I trying to say? Um uh, I can't think of the word. But repercussions? No. They're they're just not they're not gonna there's no expectation of oh I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. In terms of like expectations of them trying to fix your problems, it's just okay. This I get this off my chest. So I actually talk to someone and maybe work out what step two is. Maybe work yeah. out what step three is. Yeah, there's not going to be any sort of um, barrier to you picking up that phone and finding a solution. Yeah, um, like that's their their job is to help you, and there's no. Um, I'm trying to think of this word and it's stuck in my brain. <laughs> Damn it. It'll come to you as soon as you yeah, well, finish this podcast. Yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I guess. Have you used it? I have. Good. Yeah. Um, that's right. And it was actually recently, and I. It's something I'm in the process of at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it's. I've, I've obviously I'm out of seasonal employment at the moment but they still had no problems with with sort of rolling it through and it's all fine and, and I'm five hours away from my job at the moment but they sort of you know have resources all over the place um, and it's yeah I don't know I guess for like kind of like what you said I just just to get a little bit more of an understanding of what's ticking over in your brain because yeah. yeah everyone else can have a certain perception perception of what's going on for you what's going on around you and then you have a perception of that and then your perception is influenced by the other people around you and then all of a sudden it's like well hang on what's what's up what's down what's <laughs> what's real and what's not mm. and then yeah I, just to get a little bit of clarity on exactly what you're thinking and because it's yeah. not all as, as big and ugly and as yeah convoluted is what what you, your head makes it out to be mm. oh we make things so much worse in our head yeah. so much worse like lately we've been I've been getting kind of comments of like oh it looks like you're killing it like, it looks like it's going really well and it's just like some days I get those comments it's like far out I feel like I'm pushing shit uphill <laughs> like I feel like I feel like nothing's working and I think it's important to, to take everything with a grain of salt because some people sometimes people say that and I'm feeling shitty about the way things are going and I kind of stop and assess everything a little bit more critically and go, well, shit, yeah, put more people are training in the gym. Like, you know, our, our sole goal is to make everyone's world a better place. And if more people are coming into the gym and being more consistent and achieving the things they want to achieve, then, yeah, we are killing it. We are, we are doing pretty well, but it's really hard to miss that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, that search for what, like it's that fight for being happy with what we have and, and still searching yeah. for more at the same time. It's interesting that you say that and I think that if you are listening, go do this. <laughs> uh, just that small, like, go and pay a compliment. Don't just think it. If you're thinking something, say it out loud. Yeah. And an example of this for me is um, I've recently become really, really engulfed in following a lot of photography and gotten, I found quite a heavy passion for photography myself just kind of just come from this past season that I've really gotten heavily into it 
just getting to be involved with some photos and some videos and some media and seeing how some some really great professionals do it. Um, a couple of guys that I got to work with up at Hoffman, Chris and Finn. Um, and what does that mean? Is that Sh- five minutes? Shout, shout, out shout out Bell. Shout out Bell. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, sort of opened up some really cool opportunities but gave me a, a little bit of a, a dip, uh, passion in a new direction. Long story short, um, uh, there's a, a girl by the name of Sarah who's a very, very accomplished ph- photographer and she spends a lot of time um, moving uh, between different mountains and, and different places around Australia and around the world, takes some really fantastic photos. I met her towards the end of this season and um, and I, I genuinely really love the, the work that she produces and I said, um, I'm sure that you hear this all the time, but I think your photos are unreal, like different to what anyone else is doing. And she's like, oh, thanks so much. I'm like, and she's like, I actually don't get that all the time. And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, she wow. has... D- I, I don't know, hundred thousand followers on Instagram and all these different things and all this and all that. And in my head, I guess you, you like, that's a lot of, um, feedback and a lot of good sort of validation, type. validation. But, um, I it genuinely seemed as though when I said that it's not, that's not something that she gets told regularly. Yeah. And, and um, I know that if I get told something along those lines at some point, I don't know, it warms your heart a little bit and it gives you, yeah. gives you a little bit of confidence in what you've been doing, whatever it is, the yeah. most simplest thing in the world. Like on the, you know, someone might be sitting there being like thinking I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not killing this parenting thing. Like I'm, I'm struggling, you know, and, yeah. and someone walks up and goes, you know, your son or your daughter have fantastic manners. Like it's yeah. really, it's a real compliment to you. And you hang on, Wait a it's, I'm doing, it's not all, I'm doing a few things really, really right. So, yeah, to loop back around, go give someone a compliment. Tell them that they're doing something really awesome. good and mean it. Yeah, the value of the small... It doesn't take much to say, small increments, right? yeah. And just takes- telling someone they're doing really well, like, I guess we see it in the gym a little bit where people can be really, like... Uh, really unkind to themselves by comparing them to other pe- themselves to other people but it, ju- it like you see faces light up if you get one little like you do really well like yep. and that's all it takes like a couple of words just being yeah. genuine as well yeah I think like yeah it's too often that we go through the motions of saying like hey, how are you like yeah. good to see you but like what does that mean yeah like we need to have that genuine connection with people and mean what we say one of the things I've been trying to do over the last couple of months is when I ask someone how they are and they give me good and I, like you just follow it up with a really or like like he's tell me more you know, tell me more like fill, yeah. fill me in why is it good and he starts to understand a little bit more about people uh, one of the things I've tried to do uh, for the last couple of years is, is create more content and put more things out there and and it's funny how like I can send send an email a week, do a podcast a week, you know, put up a bunch of Instagram stories of things that I'm going through that I feel as I'll help other people. And every now and again, you get like a, a, a week and a half or two weeks where no one will reply to anything. And it's just like, uh, like, you know, is this really making a difference? And then you'll get one day where you'll get 15, 20 replies. This is what I needed to say, or this is what I needed to hear, or mm. I feel like you're in my head and like little things like that. And it's like, okay, cool. Everyone, everyone is paying attention. And I think it's really easy to, do that podcast or do that Instagram post or do that, chuck that, chuck a photo up or, or do a compliment to someone in person and, and kind of get that feeling of, okay, I'm doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to pass that on as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we communicate really well sometimes with the people around us and sometimes we, communicate like shit and I think it's important to be able to stop and have those conversations whether it's mm. online or or you know hopefully the people where who are listening feel like we're talking to them um, and you can tell as well when someone is genuinely fostering that connection between you or whether it's just a shallow conversation and you just it's just meaningless small talk mm. like one of our one of the people that we follow Logan Gelbrick talks about like high performance communication and this is more in a a team context but when we think about how we communicate with the people around us and communicate with people in our workplace do we just um, communicate using meaningless words and meaningless phrases and, and small talk or do we 
actually say what we mean and mean what we say and get to the point and foster that um, that genuine it's just connection right that, yeah like when we think about high performance sport teams do we do we think that they take part in small talk on the field yeah no they get to the point and they are doing it for the greater good yeah one of the examples he uses is like you know we don't really have it I don't know I assume we have it here but like people talking around a water cooler it's like oh yeah you look fantastic today uh by the way, if you could get that thing that I asked you to do in on time, that'd be fantastic. And uh, mm. oh yeah, I can't wait to have some drinks with you on the weekend. Like, is that like bullshit sandwich? <laughs> I think he uses the term. Yeah. So it's like you give a shit compliment you don't mean, and then you follow it up with, "Oh, I really need you to do this," and then you follow it up with a shit compliment you don't mean. And I think communication works so much better when you're just direct about, mm. like, yes, I genuinely give a fuck about what what's going on your on in your head, or, Coop, get that fucking ad up, <laughs> sort it out. I think it has to like it's coming from a place of truth and it's coming from a place of love yeah you, you're not being direct to be rude you're being direct to get a job done yeah and like if we're talking about paying people compliments and um, creating a meaningful connection with someone yeah then we're getting to the point of trying to connect with them and yeah. like um appreciating them and trying to understand where they're coming from yeah like if you, it goes flip side I think it needs to go flip side too right so like say like we use a work example because obviously we got on fairly well but we're also working together so if I say to you dude you're doing like did a really good job on that post you put up today about like you wrote a post on progress and it was fucking sick so really good job and then next week you're a bit flat on okay dude what's going on like you've been super flat this week like how can I help I hit that one's a compliment that comes out of love and appreciation the other one's a it's almost like a I don't know what we're looking for but it's like a, a dive into okay you're not delivering what you need to deliver how can I help just coming out of love as well so like mm-hmm. even though one's effectively some people look at it as positive some people look at it negative um, it's really easy to to only do one side to yep. only focus on negatives yep. um, and I think it's important to you know if I get feedback from Coop that like dude you haven't been um, properly uh, setting yourself up for meetings so they've been shit outs or you know you haven't been communicating well uh, that's coming from a place of love and that's just as if not more important than, than the um, hey you've been along this week like keep it up um, and I might need to come from a place of like acceptance and know that it's not a um, it's not a dig at me or it's not something that I need to take personally yeah. it's feedback that I can use either positively and improve or I can take it to heart and get offended and be sad about it that can be really hard though to not take those things to heart or be offended because the moment like especially if you think you've been doing a really good job or yeah so um yeah the, the wording that you use and the way that you deliver something yeah or, really in that way if you can make it feel as though a bit of concern or <laughs> not feel but like genuinely be of a bit of concern or like you actually want to support you know like yeah. I've, I've noticed that like this is going on you know um, is, is everything going alright like not not just assuming that like Coop's being lazy again yeah. he's just on his yeah. phone playing games like <laughs> you, you know you could assume that way but actually Coop hasn't been sleeping mm-hmm. because his dog's sick and he keeps he's up yeah. all night but he hasn't wanted to bring that to work and bother anyone and do you need do you need to go home and like you know do you need to be at home today like oh you have no idea how much that would mean a world of good and all of a sudden it starts to help to repair things. Yeah, he's back on top and um, you know, looking f- like I think as individuals we have a responsibility to have that desire to search out disconfirming information and, and the things that we're not doing really, really well. 
um, too often we just look for validation on the shit that we're doing regardless of whether it's good or not we want people to tell us that we're doing a good job yeah uh, and I think like we talk about high performance teams and high performance mindset and stuff and, and you know I think it's really easy to just get stuck in hey you're doing a really good job keep it up when they're not really um, being that like cheerleader friend I think it's important to be able to call people out on their bullshit say that was ace that sucked what do you need from me to help you get help you improve that yeah. and, it, and it's Coop's responsibility in this example to be able to let his ego take that hit take a breath and go okay this is why Lockie wants me to improve this mm. um, rather than it being well, fuck that guy like yeah. he's doing this and this and this wrong and like too often in relationships we see you come up you come with something of concern or something that's not working and you end up just banging heads against each other because you're just throwing out all the shit that you don't like yeah, about yeah. what's going on. When um, one of our mentors mentioned to us once and he used the term open loop. So if you're, if you're upset about something that someone's doing and you don't talk about it, you're left with an open loop about that issue in your head. And then when it comes time to communicate something and ego spikes up and you start having a little bit of an argument, all those open loops all come out at once. And none of them get closed, and you end up in that cycle of, you know, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And I come to you to talk about it, and you've you've got all these open loops about the stuff that you're not happy with me. Yeah. About, and we yeah. just throw open loops at each other, and, and, it's just, and, and shit hits the fan, and no one achieves anything. Um, and you know, the the idea around that is that if you have an issue, you communicate about it, close that loop, and then move on to the next one. Um, mm. Is he how ideas for? Because it's easy to get into that position with all those open loops. Like, yeah. how do you overcome that? You know, does it take one person to be the bigger person and let some things just play and yeah. water under the bridge? I don't know. It's almost like, like, you sit down. And it's really hard in a relationship. And I mean relationships in terms of, like, partners and friends yeah. and colleagues, whatever. It doesn't matter what relationship it is. Family, it doesn't matter. It's almost like you need to sit down and kind of look at, okay, here's one issue. We're staying on this issue that, that's going on we're not going to talk about the other 17 things that you're annoyed about and until we talk about this yeah because um, it's really easy like it's like an emotional hand grenade right mm, like you, mm. you're talking about one thing and you and you decide to throw something else in the mix because yeah this is this I'm is going to help this is yeah. going to help my <laughs> argument yeah, um, yeah. and you know when he taught me about it I kind of drew a bunch of like half circles with a little arrow like that <laughs> and it's just like okay what are the loops that I need to close and who do I need to close them with um, and some people I, I was able to close them with some people I'm not and, and there's still open loops that haven't been communicated properly and, and there's probably still a little bit of <clears throat> a little bit of uh, frustration from my end and probably from their end because there's still open loops um, and it's you know I think it's something that we really need to understand is that we're all trying to f- figure out how to close the loops even if we don't necessarily understand what the loops are and what they are and if we try and throw everything at once, um, especially at a time where you know Coop's dog's sick or um, you know, he hasn't had much sleep or something yeah. like that, then yeah. it just adds fuel to the fire, mm. and it's why so many people struggle to communicate with people. Mm. Um, yeah, I wrote a quote down that is like anyone that's been to Tassie's probably been to Mona. So the guy that opened Mona, David Walsh, his his book is exceptional. It's um, it's called Bona Facts. It's an awesome book. But one of the quotes I took from it, it's, we struggle with ourselves and the biggest struggle is the failure to understand that everyone struggles. We aren't special in our pain. That's universal and it helps to know that. I think when we come from a place of understanding that, yeah, I'm going through some shit at the moment, but so is every other individual on the planet and we take the focus maybe away from what we're struggling with and how we can help others not struggle with the things they're struggling with. It helps us fix our struggles. It says struggles like 15 times in that sentence. But you get what I mean. We get it. I think like to bring this around full circle, I think this comes back to perspective and being mindful. Yeah. Right. Of like taking the time to be, to practice mindfulness ourselves and then being mindful of everyone else and the people around us. Mm. And I think it's super important to take time, to intentionally take time to be mind, to practice that mindfulness. Yeah. 
in a day. Yeah. Yeah, it only takes 10 minutes. I love what you just said in that there's this big circle and I might have like missed the next new trend or whatever <laughs> living, living away in the hills but uh, be mindful of yourself you know think about yourself sit down and, and you know be mindful and all these things but we don't live a sedentary life we live amongst mm. other people and being mindful of what you just said about being mindful of other people's places is yeah. just as important as your own because we all those interactions rely on that we can't all just be mindful in our own selves and then have this beautiful connection with each other because yeah. we're not we're not acknowledging or considering what someone else's you know yeah. what someone else's mindfulness is um, and that's pretty important I think that's I think of mindfulness like as that. like mindfulness of self of like relationships and the connection that you have with other people and then of our environment so like yeah. the environment that we cultivate around ourselves yeah. to foster this like all this connection and growth and mm. feedback uh, and if we take time to to intentionally think and ponder these three areas then I think we can build a world that is going to be better yeah and like it only it has it starts with you. It starts with you, but it can't finish with like it can't be just you. And yeah. I think that's an issue with a lot of mindfulness practices and a lot of you know wellness retreats and things like that. It's like they're so focused on self love they forget that you need to look at like then you need to love everything else as well. So it's almost like a it goes too far and it's like a selfish mindfulness. And it's important to be selfish. Don't get me wrong. Like that's an important part of it, but if you just focus on yourself and just focus on self-love and, oh, this doesn't serve me, you forget that you're meant to be serving other people and, yep. and the rest of society as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a big problem um, that's kind of been perpetuated by, like, a lot of the Buddhist, Buddhism practices. And I've, I kind of spent a big chunk of this year diving into a lot of Buddhism and understanding what it actually is about and we've kind of like as a western society we've taken parts of it that are all the let's look let's like it's all like the selfish mm-hmm. self-love mm-hmm. self-compassion parts of it and left all the yeah but this needs to serve the greater good could you say the sexy marketable parts <laughs> yeah we've taken yeah well, 100%. I'm just gonna go out there and say yeah, that. Well, that's, spot, that's spot on and it's like and yeah we can say okay yeah the instagram generation and the and the hashtag self-love and the and the mm. like <clears throat> yoga has definitely been a proponent of, of pushing that side of it um, there's definitely a lot of yogis and a lot of parts of that industry that push the other side of it as well which is fantastic but I think yeah too many too many people dive <clears throat> into the okay how can this help me when you realise that okay by yes I need to help me but then by helping other people yeah I get that warm fuzzy feeling and it makes me feel good and the world's a better place and everyone everyone wins um, and then I don't know if I believe in karma but I believe in energy in some some way and if you put things out like you know if I spend a whole heap of my week supporting Coop for the stuff he's going through then you know down the track he might spend a whole heap of his week supporting someone else who, who then maybe supports someone else who then supports me back and it's like I don't know I think if you put out Positivity. Oh, this is like the lamest thing I've ever said. If you put out that positivity and that love and stuff, it all come back to you. Um, thanks. I want to come back to that. Like, quickly mentioned that selfish thing that you just said. Like, we need to have that selfishness, but we need that selflessness as well. And those are two sides of the same coin. Mm. Which is just reiterating what you said. You said it better. I just... I'm just pandering. I just encapsulated it all <laughs> into a single <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Shit. All right. This is awesome. Fin- finish this off. I want both of you to tell me what you're most excited for. Oof. And think, think, amongst, think amongst yourselves at home in terms of like, okay, what... 
I've been using the term a little lately, um, like what sets your soul on fire? Like what really deep within you gets you excited for the next however? And it doesn't mean you're not enjoying today and tomorrow and stuff, but what are you like? There's lots of events and physical things that I'm looking forward to, but the thing that sets my soul on fire <laughs> is to keep having these sort of conversations and to keep bringing this mindset and this, uh, these meaningful conversations to more people. Cause I think this is like, it starts with awareness and what we're doing. What I like to think that we're doing is making more people aware of, this story and I think the more people that get told the story then they can pass that on and then it's like what we said about like what you're saying about the energy like you're passing that on to make the world a better place Mm. and I like to think that we are telling a good story Mm. yeah and I want to keep telling it Oh, good. It's just our perspective of that story too. Mm. Yeah, no, that's not to say that it's the right story. Like, it's our story. But I think it has value. Mm. That's a bit, probably a bit deeper than maybe you were expecting. No, I like that. Uh, I'm going to say one internal and one external thing. Good. Yes. The internal thing is that I genuinely when I think about a lot of these things and it's it's kind of it's cool for me that I didn't expect to be sitting here with you guys today <laughs> but there are a lot of things that I have been pondering over a little bit recently for various reasons um, and just a few of the things that you've said have definitely given me ideas and, and made me feel like I can go and be a better friend and better family member better boyfriend better in, in, in a lot of different ways mm. uh, and just generally be proactive in a few of those as opposed to just dwelling in a yeah. few of those areas which that gives me <laughs> it's it's not your normal kind of excitement that I'm used to of, yeah, but it's cool. it's uh, I think a pretty important excitement when you um, especially when you can be stuck in a bit of a hole so that's ex- exciting but one thing that I am very very excited about is, uh, is, 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 is moving back over to Japan soon and this season's going to be, and, and knowing that things are going to be a little bit different this season in that there's, it's very, very accessible to get over there and very cheap. Uh, and there's a lot of people from my home community, yourself included, that are going to be visiting uh, and that I get to to share my experiences with mm. in, yeah. in the coming months, which I, for me, living in that remote away environment, having friends come um, and getting to share those experiences with them is, is pretty awesome because like mm. one of the one of the difficult parts I know that it's just experienced by heaps of my friends from their family from their from from everyone that people don't understand yeah, what, what it is you're doing um, so the opportunity that. to get to show people in your life what it is that's going on for you yeah. is is pretty cool so it's a big part of your life and yep. they're a big part of your life as well. So yep. to like yep. bring them into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely awesome. I mean, it, it's awesome. It, it's on a big scale, like having to go to a different country or going <laughs> to the mountains or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't often get to see the inside of what some of the closest people in our lives, mm. what that looks like, what yeah. their day at work looks like or what their, their life looks like. So for me, that's super exciting to get to share that with my friends and family. Sick. I like that a lot. Mm. Mm. You're I should have thought of an answer while you guys were talking. This is your question. <laughs> um, I think I kind of I look at like I've been diving into a big the last couple of years, especially the last twelve months or so, I've dived into a big kind of like growth, personal expansion, personal understanding, professional development kind of phase, trying to make myself trying to give myself a bigger container a bigger capacity to be able to do what I do and to be able to give and stuff 
in the last probably month or two, I felt really like a little bit lost in terms of like what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to learn and where I'm headed and stuff like that. And I've kind of coming to the realization that whenever you learn something, you realize how much you don't know and you realize how much more there is to learn. So understanding that I'm, that I've progressed significantly over the last 12 months, even though I feel like I know less. Um, so I'm excited to be at peace with that and I'm excited to be okay with the fact that every time I learn something, I'm going to feel like there's more to learn and I, there's more that I don't understand and, and just understand that it's just a process and it's a, it's a journey with no ending. Um, but it's a journey that even if I feel lost and feel like I'm struggling and feel like I don't know where I'm headed, that I'm moving forward anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I'm excited to learn about myself, um, which I know will help me connect with other people. It'll help with my communication. It'll help me move forward um, with what I'm doing. It'll help me figure out, you know, what we want to do with Virtus and what, how we want to want to utilize that platform to make the world a better place. Um, plus, I'm excited to go to Japan with KP and, mm-hmm. and share some of those moments and some of those experiences with her. Uh, and Kyle Baby again and you two and it's um yeah I, I read one of my emails that I sent after Japan last year a couple of days ago and it was it's cool to see that where my headspace was at 12 months ago or 12 months ago 10 months ago mm. compared to now um, and it's going to be exciting to see where my headspace is at next time we're there uh, yeah awesome Excited to be more and do more and have more. Good. You're <laughs> On that note, thanks, lads. Jeremy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for the chit chat.